Well, welcome. This is the very first of what is hoping to be many podcasts that I will do. I can't even believe I'm doing a podcast, but this is the inaugural episode. And I hope to look back on this one day and say, wow, I can't believe I said any of that. But I am Clyde Mayberry. I am a, uh, I have a doctorate in family therapy and a master's and a whole bunch of other things after my name. But the bottom line is I am here to help. And this uh, podcast is new for me, but it's something that I've been thinking about for uh, years. I have been running a blog for about a decade, and that blog is at www.clydestyle.org. That is www.clydestyle.org. Don't forget the dots. And uh, you can subscribe to that. Uh, And please, I'd like you to follow this uh, podcast. This should be something that will be useful to you, information that is, particularly about relationships. Um, A lot of what I'm going to cover will have to do with relationships and those things that hinder uh, relationships. And uh, so this whole de-goblin of the brain, um, (laughs) a goblin is a very ugly creature. It was born that way. There's even a female version of a goblin. It's called a goblet. And uh, to de-goblin something is to reorganize it or clear out the fuzzy stuff to make things easier for them to help you process um, living in Western civilization and eating the way that we do and the busyness of our lives and the total amount of stress we're exposed to literally does a number on us in terms of our ability to critically think and make decisions and a lot of times we have to make very quick decisions particularly if we're also dealing with kids and and family and the like, we make quick decisions, sometimes without thinking. And it's not always the best decision. The goal here is to get us to be very sharp in our thinking, that we're always calculated, that we say the right thing, we make the right decision to the best of our ability at the time. So with that in mind, very briefly today, and then none of these really will be long, but I want you to think about... Um, Take self-inventory, if you will, of the person that we are. And in truly understanding who we are. Because today is Valentine's Day and it just happens to be starting this on Valentine's Day. So I thought this topic was fitting. Because one of the things that is a sure bet is that you cannot give yourself to someone broken. If you are broken... You cannot give yourself to anyone because you are in pieces. Now, what made you in pieces, obviously, was some things from the past that you haven't got over, that you just let go, that you swept under the rug, that you never dealt with, that was too painful even to deal with. And you tried to just move on because time has a way of doing that, just moving on, no matter what. We can't pause time. Uh, That's a harsh reality normally when you lose a loved one. And they die and then and, and you get all that attention in the beginning. And about two weeks later after the funeral, the world has continued. They've moved on. You're not ready to move on yet, you know, because mom died or dad died or grandma died or your child died or, or something you lost. And the idea is that, you know, you want the world to stop and acknowledge it. And they didn't. 
the world went full steam ahead right after the funeral. Literally, when they put the loved one in the grave, it was over. Back to normal, everybody. And we just weren't ready to do that. So when we have any kind of loss, it's going to be responded that way. You know, and it's something to be said about death and how death is. Because no matter who you are, whatever you've accumulated, you can't take with you. Whatever job that you're working now, if you die, well, they'll pause for a moment. But they'll have a new person in your position. And soon enough, they'll forget you were there. The people in your lives, the one closest to you, well, they'll mourn. They may, may think about you on your birthday or maybe the first holidays or whatever. But eventually that will begin to dissipate. And so the bottom line is that time just continues. It moves on. And we don't often take time to pause. So if you are in pieces and you know that you are in pieces because of the behavior that you do, let me tell you what our tendencies are psychologically when you're in pieces. So normally what will happen is that when you are in pieces because somebody has wronged you, there's some infraction, there's something you're struggling with, or maybe it's even your own guilt. But the problem is, is when that happens and you try to just push on and move on, you try to follow time and just continue. Well, you can't find a meaningful relationship. And that's because you're in pieces. So then when you try to offer yourself in a relationship, you tend to settle and you settle for what each individual piece wants. Follow the logic. If you're in pieces, I'm telling you that then when you start new relationships in pieces, then you will compartmentalize your desires. So you might have a relationship that's just sex. You might have a relationship with someone who is nice to go to movies with or be seen in public with, but nothing more than that. You might have a relationship with someone who you may not want to appear in public with them, but they have really good conversations. So you'll be on the phone with them and you'll talk for hours and hours, but they're not someone uh, that you would be serious about. And none of these would be anybody that you'd be serious about. But the people that you're doing them with don't know you're broken. So they're thinking that it's the beginning of a relationship. And oh my goodness, when they find out that this is all that there is, it's hurtful. You find yourself as one who's in pieces beginning to use people like you felt used in the previous relationship. Because they got real serious about you and you just never did. Each piece had its own thing that it wanted and you were being self-serving. So it's possible that if you're broken in a relationship, you might be broken into five pieces and all those five pieces might want five different things and you then will find five different people for those things just to satisfy the pain that you have of being broken. It's just not fair to the others. So what should happen? Well, <laughs> glad you asked. What really should happen at that point is that you begin to think about what it's like to be alone and learn from what happened in the past. Analyze, if you will. Take the time to think about the good, the bad, and the ugly and really verbalize it. Because you see, in some relationships, it is possible that you were the bee's knees. You were the best at whatever. 
And the person you were with was either broken or, or, or not feeling what you were bringing to the table. So you got hurt. It could have been a matter of you never measured up to that person or you saw that person as better or greater than you. And because you could never measure up, it was just bound to fail. That could have happened. So many varieties, which is why we got to sit back and think about what it was. Because what ends up happening a lot of times is we start reflecting and you begin to learn that the person that you spent all that time with, all that wasted time that you don't get back, that they were never really somebody you should have been messing with in the first place. We pick people for every other reason than love. You know, it's great when we can pick somebody because of love, but we have a lot of we thought it was love moments. You know, we thought it was love moment is like when we didn't really want to be alone. We were just lonely or we were bored. Those are unfortunate reasons why sometimes we enter into relationships. You'd be surprised what you will settle for when you don't want to be alone. When you just don't like to be alone or feel alone, that you want to belong to somebody. We all have that yearning. God did that to us. God put that like inside of us. And no matter how hard we try to be, we need to be in a relationship. Everybody wants to have somebody that'll make a fuss about them. Everybody wants somebody that's going to make a fuss if trouble happens. You know, I'm hoping that if God forbid something happens that I was rushed to the hospital in a coma, when I woke up, there's some people that better be present when I wake up. See, I got expectations. It's the people who are the closest to me, the people who have said that they love me, the people who have shared my life, who have benefited from my life. I kind of would feel some kind of way if they weren't there in that time. But the idea is we do that to everybody. We build those expectations and we don't tell them that we have those expectations because subconsciously we actually know we don't have a right to. But unfortunately, we we do it anyway. We have those expectations and when they fail, we're so mad. And sometimes our anger gets the best of us because we feel we've been wronged. It's really possible, probable, possible to spend some objective time when it's just your outer you and your inner you, (laughs) your outer you and your inner you, and you're talking And you're really having an honest conversation because nobody's there but you. So you can be honest with yourself, hopefully. And when you tell yourself when you've done things that you know are wrong, man, that stuff sticks with you. And regardless to how the relationship broke up or or, or messed up, that needs to be made amends. You may need to apologize to somebody. doesn't mean you're getting back together. It just means you've realized that, hey, that was wrong. That wasn't the right thing. That wasn't the best decision. Or that decision was made in a moment of passion or a moment of anger. But you just don't want to have on your ledger of life that you harmed people, that you hurt somebody's feelings, that you're responsible for somebody else's brokenness. 
Now, the power of this realization in this conversation with self is literally to reorganize and retool because you're setting up for a new campaign. You're going to meet somebody new. But when you meet somebody new, you need to decide the parameters of what that relationship is going to be. You decide the parameters. And what I mean by that is you decide what kind of relationship it's going to be before you have one. You don't want to be taken surprised by a relationship. See, I'm not one to think that after you've dated a lot, that just, you know, we're all looking for the fairy tale ending. That we're going to meet someone and it's going to be so perfect. We are so looking for that. We've we've built our minds on that, that we're going to have this happily ever after thing. And, and I believe that's probably why it's wrong to, to tell all those old fairy tales to our children. Because nothing lives happily ever after. It never happens. It's never a happily ever after. Because trouble is always coming. And in all of the fairy tales, nothing actually gets solved. There's nothing that gets fixed. There's nothing that gets better. It just all works out without any effort. That is a direct contradiction to real life. And see, we hear these stories and then we think we'll just jump in a relationship. and It'll just all be fine. You have been in a relationship that ended so bad and it went bad fast. And you wonder, how did it get so bad? And the idea is that it got bad because you didn't see certain things coming. Well, what blinded you into thinking that this relationship would work? Because you know how hindsight is twenty twenty. We look back at the relationship and we can tell, like, what was I thinking? But why in the moment could you not see it? I call that false hope. We had a false hope. We were already in hopeful mode, wishing mode, if you will, when we met. And always those first meetings are always goo goo gaga like that until you start really getting to know the person. So as I close, the best way to help in this situation is to have that one-on-one conversation with yourself. Really be honest, brutally honest, and see where you failed, where you allowed yourself to be taken advantage of, why you didn't see some of the flaws that were there, or maybe the flaws you needed to see were your own. But either way, the greatest part of all of this is that we can change. That whatever way that we are, whatever happened, whatever quirky thing, you got to first decide that the way that you are is the person you like. And if that's the person you like, then you can be totally honest with the person that you're meeting and just be yourself. No airs, no nothing. You just be yourself. And hopefully they'll follow suit. But above all else, don't give up. Keep trying. Because love is out there. God bless you. That's it for this one. We hope to hear you next time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.